passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, here we are, folks. Another edition of the Michigan Football Breakdown focused on the defense. has been a jam-packed day. Jam-packed day. We had to move Devin Gardner, his film study to today, because I got to give the young brother a shout-out. Vance, he was down in Detroit giving out turkeys yesterday. So he couldn't do film study. So he said, "Can, can we do the film study? On Tuesday, I said, you know what? I'm sure your, your your fellow lovers of Michigan would be accommodating. And so Al moved some things around. Vance moved some things around. And then we all made an adjustment where we said, you know what? We're not going to spend all this time on Maryland. We're going to chop it in half because we know you, the people, want to hear about Ohio State. That's what this is about, right? And so we have made special arrangements to bring you more breakdown analysis. Coming up on Friday at 11 a.m., Al Borges is going to do the Michigan football breakdown of the Michigan offense versus the Ohio State defense. I said, hey, uh, Al, Vance, can you guys watch some some Ohio State all 22? Vance said, sure, I'll watch a few games. Vance had four games. Al watched the whole damn season, Vance. I'm not surprised. Hey, that boy got hey. That's not Tom Professor. He got he got no life. It's football. Ah, yeah, it's football. And, and then his lovely wife Susan, who who bless her heart, man. Because Al, woo, Al could be a lot. But that's my man. That's my man. Gotta love Al. But he's gonna do the Michigan offense versus the Ohio State defense after watching everything they do. Right? He's gonna strengths, weaknesses. Vulnerability that Michigan might be able to explore and taking your questions. That's at 11 a.m. on Friday. Set your reminder. After that, Vance is going to come in. And see, Vance has gone back. He's watched the all 22 of multiple Ohio State games when they were at full strength, when they had all their guys, right? Because that's what you want to see. And he's going to offer the Michigan defense versus the Ohio State offense Friday at 12.30. How might Michigan? How might they be successful against the Buckeyes again this year? What do they need to look out for? And taking your questions, we're going to have all of that. So, but right now, right now, we're going to focus some on the Maryland game. And Vance, I thought this week, and you always teaching us lessons. The film study this week, I thought, was really, really, uh, it was incisive. It was, it was directed. It was focused because you went and found concepts that Maryland runs, that Ohio State runs, too. And it wasn't all roses. I mean, the defense stepped up, so we got to talk about that. We got to talk about how the defense really rose to the occasion. But there were some things that you saw on film that you said, you know, Ohio State does that, and Michigan needs to clean that up. They really do. You know, Maryland was a West Coast concept. And what, what that means is that everything has to be precise. I mean, receivers going to certain areas, and they stop, and the quarterback has a rhythm. I look at one guy and throw it. Also, Maryland runs RPO. They run in stretch play, and the quarterback looks at either a linebacker or a nickelback. And if you're looking at the nickel, they throw it. If the nickelback supports the run, they throw it. Nickelback hangs, they give it. Ohio State does the same thing. And we didn't stop the RPO. I'm just so happy that Maryland only ran it once. I, I, I mean, I don't get it. They should have run that about five, five or seven times. They ran it one time. And then they ran what I call a spot concept. Number one runs a hitch, two runs a corner, and the back is going to the flat. Ohio State runs the same thing. So some of the things that Maryland was doing, Ohio State does the same thing. And I'm looking at some of the comments during the course of the game. Uh, Saron Moore called him a bad game. 
Uh, he needs to just, just coach the offense. I looked at these comments and said, wait a minute now. We said five games ago, what I say, the best team is going to be Maryland, mm-hmm. Penn State, and Ohio State. I've been saying that for five or six weeks ago, and we've come to that. And there's been a lot of distractions. And to me, that football team has come together in tough situations and has played outstanding football because last year Maryland gave us all the time, if you remember. I mean, that game was close a year ago. We had no distraction. So, again, it's just Maryland stayed in second and five a lot. Penn State stayed in second and five a lot. In both games, the defense had had some struggle. Ohio State, they're going to try to stay in second and five with quick passing games and some runs. And that's what, what they've been doing when they got them a 32 to run them back. They've been in second and five a lot, so they keep the defense all balanced. In that situation, we played better when we went on first down. Went on first down means you're holding an opponent for three yards or less. So now it's a whole different situation. I work with Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer used to say this. We, second and seven plus, everyone used to go to his third down and medium package because he's trying to get to the third medium. So in other words, the plays we had on third down, medium, he would call on second and long to get to third down and three to five. I think I see the same thing with Ohio State right now. Mm-hmm. So you talked about the 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 things that Michigan needs to clean up. You know, Ohio State have problems on the offensive line, Vance. And we saw again against Maryland, this defensive front of Michigan wreaking absolute havoc on the Terrapins' backfield. I mean, they got in the face of Tagovailoa. They forced him to throw a couple picks. They forced an intentional an intentional ground, and that resulted in a safety. Those dudes, the whole defense stepped up, but those dudes up front, they it was a big problem. Hey, I forgot to scoop and score uh, and touchdown as well. I mean, they 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 rose to the occasion. And a safety. And, and a safety. they did. They did. And, you know, in a crucial situation, we had them third down along, and Jesse brought everything out. Low defense, even defense, even tangle, bringing the mic. He did everything on third down. And the key, though, was we got them a third long. When they were third down and five, we didn't see all those type of things. We were more basically just trying to get lined up and execute. But in third and seven plus, we everything we've been calling all year long, it's been working. Low defense, no one's blocked it yet because they could bring a variety of people. So offensive line guys, they don't know who to block. And we do a great job running our pick stunts. I mean, guys are picking guys, and they, the next guy is scot free. So we've done it inside, we've done it outside, we've done it with back. Then we do even defense. We give, I call it tango. We get both defense linemen going inside. The back of step, he wraps around. So it keeps people off balance. In Ohio State, their offensive line, they're huge now. They are big. But they have a hard time sometimes getting out of their stance. Mm. So my man, number five, he can run around number seven. Number 70, number seven is like Lurks on the Adams family. He's big and he is slow. It's like you rang. So we can go around that. He keep checking no, did you rang? We on the quarterback right now. So we got a chance to run around. But movement and that type of thing, it should be successful versus Ohio State. But we got to get them a third and long for us to be able to do those type of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been able to stop the run with seven most of the season. Be interesting to see if they're still able to, able to do that and then put them in third and long scenarios so that pressure can really get there. Uh, you know, when it when push came to shove and Maryland is moving the football, Michigan gave up the first third quarter points of the season, a couple third down touchdowns. That was that's been an anomaly for them. When they had to have it, Vance, I think there were three or four times where it's a one score game, and Maryland has the ball with a chance to take the lead. And every time they shut them down, and a couple of those times it was your man, Little Mike. Who he did. I mean, he he played a great game, but you know what? He was playing nickelback. And when the game got tough, they had to put him at corner. You know, to be honest, Wallace struggled a little bit. So, little Mike went to corner, had a nice interception on the fade route. I mean, they backed up. They threw one up there, gave us great field position. And nickelback, they run a cover three. He read the quarterback eyes. I mean, he is playing like a leadership player. He stepped up. And that's key. And that's why you have success. So, they have some versatility in the, in the back end because Mike could play nickel. He could play corner. So, doing that. It helps us out. And, and I'm going to be honest now, like we said on, on the breakdown, if we continue to play that open technique, and it's like, hey, open a door that all the flies in. 
that set that door, that's to get square at cornerback, put our hands on receivers, and don't let them go down the football field like that. Because both corners struggle in this ball game. My hat's off to the defensive line. They played outstanding. In the secondary, we didn't play great. We have to play a lot better versus Ohio State in order to win this ball game. If we play like we did this past week, we get in trouble. Did I lose? Hey, man, hey, hey, the Buckeyes knocking out the internet at the station. They trying to mess me up, Vance. They trying to to mess me up. I'm back. They they, they can't mess us up because I can promise you right now, they listen to this show, too. They know I'm calling them out. They're looking to see, hey, what what is is Vance telling these guys? They, They know. Hey, Sam, the buck, the buck of ducks, they checking you out, brother. They know what we do telling the truth. Trust me, I know. See, Buckeyes, they don't realize. Some of them ain't too bright. Most of them ain't too bright. They helping my business, fans. Do you realize my numbers? Since Ohio State fans been talking about me, and my numbers have never been better. Ooh. I get more views now than ever before because Buckeyes are watching and commenting. I mean, Buckeyes on Twitter. Buckeyes, are, I got Buckeyes subscribing to the site just so they control me, man. So yeah, you control me. You Sam, control I, me, baby. I've gotten some some uh, Twitter hits from uh, some from, from from those people. I'm like, why are they texting me? <laughs> like, man, I said, so you paid me to troll me? Okay, I'm good with that. You can pay me as long as you pay me. I'm good, right? So <laughs> speaking of which, by the way. 75% off right now going on over on the MichiganInsider.com on 24-7 Sports. This is the best deal of the year. So if you have not gotten on the train over on TMI, what are you waiting for? It does not get any better than this. The Black Friday sale came early. I'll put the link in the in the chat section here in a bit. But, Vance, we were talking about Lil Mike. You talked about intercepting the fade ball. I thought the first interception – both of them were important. Both of them were timely. But, man, Maryland really had some momentum when he got that first interception and really did a good job of kind of helping stem the tide a little bit, get that offense a chance to get back on the board and put a little breathing room up there. Yeah, they had a zone blitz on that particular situation. So Mike was carrying number two, but he was reading the quarterback, and the quarterback was locked on. And when he did that, Mike came off. The quarterback couldn't redirect. He picked that thing off, and he had a great sense of awareness. He wasn't sure if he was down or not. He got up and started running. They had to go look at the cameras to see did he touch the ground or not. Otherwise, it would have been a touchdown. But Mike, you know, Mike, he played a great game. I mean, he showed leadership ability. When they were struggling in the corner, they put him at corner, and he had an interception in the corner. So he's bringing that senior leadership to the table, and they're going to need that in this particular ball game. And, again, the defensive line, uh, Barrett and the blisters he had, they played great. But we got to correct and clean up some things versus Ohio State in order to win this ball game. If we don't, our offense is going to play great. They want to outscore Ohio State. I'm just being honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you got the you know the X factor is I think the quarterback position. I, I think Michigan has a huge advantage in, in that spot when JJ. I mean, it was an off game for for him. Uh, but man, you saw what happened after he had an off game versus Illinois last year. He came right back and and beat the brakes off Ohio State. But I want to get back to what you said about, you know, they moved Mikey out the corner. They moved moved Wallace to the bench. And then they put McBurrows at nickel, number 18. He came in and made a real physical play to blow up a play. That's what we saw from him when he was down at at Fort Lauderdale, St. Thomas Aquinas. If it's you, Vance, I'm I'm curious, what was your – what would be your talking point? Because I, I, if I'm not mistaken, they took Wallace out after the double move beat him. They got away with it because they didn't throw it to him. But I, I seem to remember, and forgive me if my memory is, is foggy on this, but I think that's when they took him out. Was it was, he, he got run by a couple of times. And that's where they took him out of the game. And I'm going back to when you watch the television cop, they show certain clips when guys could get beat that way, whether it's incomplete or not. And the technique they, they are using where they stab and open up, well, they get run by and they lose inside of the receivers. And that's the issue. And I don't I can't recall seeing that particular technique last year. I mean, and I look at my man uh Johnson, he got beat on the ball go down to the two yard line. He stabbed and opened up. Well, okay, if you're doing that, you gotta be like Turner was last year, run four two five. Cause that's a foot race. 
And I'm an old school DB because I don't like foot races. I mean, they say if you even, you leave, and that's and there's a lot of truth to that. Well, he was even, a guy left him behind. They on the two-yard line. So my man Johnson's a big physical guy you can't get around. Get square, get your hands back on him. I remember last year, Ohio State, the first play of the game, he was on uh, Marvin Harrison. He jammed him up and knocked him down. And the ball went out there for an incomplete pass. That's who Johnson is. He's not a bail open up type of guy. That's not, that's not what he is. So play to his strengths. If you open up against Marvin Harrison, you're not supposed to just throw it. Hey, they're going to raise that Buckeye uh, thing and tune and start jamming on us. Mm-hmm. So we got to be careful about what we're teaching. And uh, But I'm going to this ball game. Wallace is my starter at corner. Mm-hmm. I need my nickel back because I need little Mikey at nickel because they do a lot of things over the ball. They do Because Harrison, he plays in the slot sometimes. So that means I don't have my best guy on him. So I need to see how the game is progressing. Based on that, Mike can go back to the corner. But right now, Wallace must start in the corner. Mike is inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, one of the other things that we saw, uh, Mike Barrett make the huge play early in the, in the game for the strip sack. They get the scoop and score. But when he went out, Vance, you could tell. <laughs> you could tell right away when, when, Mike, when Mike Barrett Jr. went to the bench. Yeah, but see, Colson is senior, too, and played a lot of ball. And and I say this in, in, in the videos. Whatever the split of the receivers, no one's talking. Maryland was cutting their splits on a variety of formations and routes and running plays, and I never saw anybody communicating. I got a cut split, alert crack, alert for a crosser. No one was talking. So on that play after Barry got hurt, they did drive route. They had a shallow crosser with a dig from the field. Okay, the backer to the field was number 15. He had no idea what was happening. So he's chasing a vertical route, and the crosser came, and nobody was there. He should have been there. So, again, a lack of communication about formation recognition, that's going to be huge in this ballgame because Ohio State, they do certain things about formations, and if the guy's not talking, okay, you out there playing, they're going to hit you in the mouth and be going down the football field for a couple of runs because Ohio State is running a counter. Remember last year, the first drive, what did Ohio State do? It went right down the field running counter and power. Okay, so they're running the ball more this year than last year. To me, they have a better football team than they did last year. Last year they had more talent. This is a better overall football team because of what they're doing offensively. They're throwing check downs. They're throwing hitches and running the ball better. So it's going to be a more difficult game for us because of that. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So listen, folks, if you have questions for Vance, I know many of you have started asking them already. I know there are a lot of Ohio State questions. We may not get to all the old state questions today, but don't worry, don't fret. Uh, We will, the whole show will be focused on Ohio State coming up in a couple of days. Uh, I'm curious, uh, Vance, back when you coached in this rivalry coach, generally speaking, did you save things for the rivalry game? Did you did you save like you know special blitzes and and no, coverages? No, no, no. I wanted them to see everything we had during the season because they can't prepare for everything, and we have certain blitzes that we probably use more in that game based off of what we had to take away. And so, saving something for the last game, it's a waste. You got to make sure it's working throughout the year so you get in the game. They got it. They only can prepare for so many things. So the first thing that if I'm Ohio State's offense, I'm going back and looking at last year's defense. How did they attack us and why did they attack us that way? Then I go back. If I am Ryan Day, I'm looking at what Maryland did. I'm looking at what uh, 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 Penn State did. And how does any of that, what they did, fit into what we're doing right now? And they do some of those things already. And that's how you're going to attack them. And the biggest thing he's trying to do is stay out third and long. Third and long now. Nobody's really defended against us the whole year on third and long. I mean, we had 10 snaps and one nine snap. They might have got one first down. So Ryan Day's trying to stay out of third and seven plus. He wants to be third, third and four and five, but now he can throw a hitch or he can run the football. So now nah, I didn't save anything back special for them. I mean, remember we had Terry Glenn and other people we had to defend. Hey, we're going to do what we did. We're going to be Michigan. That's who we are. And so we're going to take the field at home and up and and Arbor, in the big house, standing room only, and do what we do. And let our band come out there and dance on them folks. 
I love Michigan band. Now. I love our band. I really do. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of questions. We're going to get to this on the other side about how you defend Marvin Harrison. Harbaugh was like, hey, you don't stop him. You, you slow him down. Right. Uh, I remember you saying something before and kind of chew on this for a second while I talk about uh, TB12, Tom Brady here coming up. She said, hey, Matt, I'm not going to let one guy beat me. Now, if multiple guy, other guys beat me, fine. I tip my cap. But one guy ain't going to beat me. And so how would you apply that, Vance? We're getting that question a bunch in here. We'll get to that on the other side. So chew on that for a second. Well, I tell the folks, I, I told you earlier in the piece, uh, in the show, that we have a special 75% off offer going on over on the MichiganInsider.com on the 24-7 Sports. It's not just us. It's the entire network, right? So uh, if you've been waiting now is the time because it gets you intel, not just on Michigan, but on all the teams throughout college football. Uh, great intel, great insight, great experts, uh, recruiting, football, basketball, you name it. Got you covered from A to Z. And for a full year, it, you won't find a better deal. What we don't have is an app. It's, the site's great on mobile. You can surf it. It, it comes up great. It displays great. All of that. But we don't have an app. We don't have something where you can see all the stories that come through. You see all my YouTube stuff that comes through, all the podcast stuff that comes through. Maybe you also want to see other podcasts like Professor and the Pundit. Maybe you want to see uh, some MGO blog stuff come through as well. And I not, didn't have anything like that until Tom Brady came to the rescue and he said, I got you covered. I got all y'all covered. And you know what? Before I take it out to the world, I'm going to bring it back to Michigan first. I'm going to reward fans for being fans, right? So you like reading the Michigan Insider? I'm going to reward you for that. You like reading? You like watching the the football breakdown with Vance? I'm going to reward you for that too. I'm even going to reward you for watching Al Borges and stuff, right? So what he's saying is I got an app where all of this content will come. It's all aggregated in one place. And when you consume it, on this app, you will get points for doing so. And as you accrue these points, you become eligible for more for rewards. You get ranked on the list. Who is the most avid fan? All of that goes on and goes down on Tom Brady's app called Autograph. If you are not familiar, you know, Tom said, hey, I, I love the way you describe it. I love that you're enjoying it. But I want to tell the people about it. So I said, okay, Tom, we can work that out. We can take you to the people. So here is Tom Brady talking about the Autograph app. In Blue Nation, it's Tom Brady. I co-founded Autograph with one mission in mind, change the fan experience for the better. That's why I'm excited to announce the release of a new app that recognizes the biggest Michigan fans. The Autograph fandom app gives you access to the best Michigan content, fan challenges, and exclusive rewards for diehard Wolverines, all for doing the things you already do, like listening to this podcast. Head over to the Apple App Store and search for Autograph Rewarding Fans and download today. All right, so you see the QR code, folks. It is very simple for those you iPhone users out there. And, yes, I see it every time. All the joy people are like, Sam, come on, man. Come on. What about us? They say it is coming. They're proof positive they're taking your recommendations and your, your prodding. Your, you know, your, you're saying, hey, we need you to do this. Some folks said, hey, I want to be able to scroll through the podcast, right? I want to be able to, you know, I want to be able to rewind. I want to be able to jump ahead. They improved the functionality of the app by adding those those functions, right? So, and that was based on your recommendation. So they are working very hard to get the Droid version of the app ready. For those of you who have who are iPhone users, though, it is available right now. Scan that QR code. The code to use once you get there is Sam Webb. No space, just Sam Webb, all one word. And I get you through. This is invitation only. Only available to Michigan fans. Hell, if you're a Buckeye fan and you want to read the stuff on the app, you can do it as well. I mean, y'all helping out already. So why not? Just put it in Sam Webb and you'll be able to, to get that. For those who are listening via podcast, it is very simple. If the uh, the link to go to is link.ag.fan 
slash Sam Webb. That is link.ag.fan slash Sam Webb. And get started. Get the app. Start enjoying your Michigan fan consumption. And as you do, accrue those points. Get rewarded. Get rewarded for being a Michigan fan. I know you'll say being a Michigan fan is the reward, but get rewarded on top of that, folks. All right? Go ahead and get the app right now and start enjoying. With that, Vance, let's start getting to some of the questions, my brother. People have been lining up to ask you about what's going to go down on on Saturday. Before we move on, though, thoughts from last week on McBurrows, number 18, the guy who went to nickel once once uh, Mikey went to corner. Did you form any opinions of him watching him? He shows some physicality. He can do certain things. You know, but we're going to the last game of the year. I'm going with my starters. I mean, it's Wallace was struggling a little bit, so they made that change, which is great that Mike can go out there and play that. But me personally, I'm going with a guy that's been starting the entire year. So I'm going back with Wallace, the Mike back at Nickelback. I can always make some changes as the game goes on. But, you know, that young kid came in and did a great job. I mean, he, he let Mike be able to go play corner. He got confidence in him, so it's easily they can go that route. I mean, to me, it's like I'm going to play Ohio State. Where's number 18 lining most of the time? So I'm going to chart it that. Wherever he's lining most of the time, that's where I want a little Mike at. Mm-hmm. If he's in the slot a lot, I want a little Mike in the slot. If he's a corner, I mean, out wide, then I'll make an adjustment in the game, how the game is going, and I'll put, hey, Mike, you're going to the corner right now. I need you outside. So right now, going to that ball game, no, look, Mike, you're playing nickelback because you're so valuable inside. You made way too many plays in there. If we need to put you out in the corner, we know, know we got my man in my 18 going there and play nickelback. We feel comfortable with him to win the ball game. And I can do that as a changeup like they did this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Coach Jake, WCB said, that's why I like McBurrows. He's physical. I thought he'd take Wallace's spot. Uh, you know, young fella, remember he was working his way back. Uh, you know, he's the guy that I think they felt like they had to, to, the physicality was never the, the issue. He could be physical. He could play man to man. I think where they wanted him to evolve is in the, the other aspects of the defense. Uh, learn so, how to play. Yeah, yeah. Learn how to play. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, with that, let's move on to the next question. Adam Shepardson chimes in and says, Vance, it seemed like when Barrett went down, which you talked about, Maryland started attacking our linebackers. What did you think about linebacker play versus Maryland? In in the past game, I was like, oh, my goodness. They're not talking. I mean, but Colston is a senior, too. He should have been directing traffic. And their awareness in certain plays, I was confused. You got cut splits everywhere and no one's talking. And that's even when Mike was in the game early on. But – they run across them, pattern down in the red zone, and nobody's there. My man take the ball down to the two-yard line. It makes no, makes no sense. Then no one's talking. I think if Barry would have been there, who said maybe he would have made that play? I don't know that. But in that particular situation, it looked like, hey, we're missing Barrett right now. We need him back in this ball game. And, of course, he was nicked up a little bit. So our execution went downhill. So that means that Colson and the other kid, they're not communicating. But he, he's played a lot already, so I don't understand what happened on that play. The corner didn't talk. The linebacker didn't talk. The safety didn't talk. Nobody was communicating at all throughout the game. So I was concerned about that more than anything else. It was not just one or two plays. There were several plays that we weren't talking at all. So that's a concern going to this ball game right now. Well, I think it was the the week. It was the Penn State week, and they had some concept in the red zone. And you remember you talked about the linebackers talking, figuring it out on the fly. Yeah. He's like, "This is yes. a veteran group." The Who was it? Really? It, it was. It was Mike Barrett. Mike Barrett yeah, was right. It was. It was. And right now, we asked a couple of plays in the cutoff. People go look at at the video. Is that when we had a zone blitz on one time? They had a cut split by a wide receiver to the field. And the defensive end was dropping. He never looked outside. If you go back to probably the fourth of the game of the year, you and I, we talked about that quite a bit, remember? In the very right. next ball game, what were they yeah. doing? They were yeah. out looking for splits. Yeah. Well, guess what? They've they forgotten that. They got amnesia. Yeah. And, and I hate to say it, Maryland took full advantage of the amnesia and wore them out. Yeah. And that's a concern. It was, yeah. It was the Nebraska game where edge droppers, they were, they were dropping all the way out of position. I'm trying to tell you, yeah. they, they look like – 
you know what? I thought Ray Charles was out there playing defensive end over but I couldn't see nothing. I mean, so in this game here, it's sort of the same thing. They were not paying attention to, to the details of the game. And that's what's key. The details in this game, they were missing. And I'll yeah. hopefully we get that cleaned up. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Think about edge droppers last year or edge guys in coverage. You had the big fourth down play with uh, Jalen Harrell, who who chased Caden Stover down the field. Like, I remember you talking about it. He was like, oh, fourth down, they're throwing a pass. That's Ryan Day, right? But yeah. Jalen Harrell was there to break it up. Or Braden McGregor, where he drops in the flat. That's yeah, yeah. yeah, in the slam window, took care of it. I mean, that was a, those were big plays in that game last year. And we're gonna need the same thing right now. Just watching the last two ball games in certain situations, I'm not seeing that, Sam. I, I, I'm concerned about that right now. Hopefully, we got time this week to go back to the fundamentals. They're looking at the video, say, "Man, what are we doing here? Do you not see that cut split? Do you not realize he's a threat? That guy can crack you in the rib. They can run a top sweep on you right now. So pay attention to what's going on. Cornerbacks talk, linebackers talk, pass the word." If you're going to cut split, let the backside on the other side know, hey, alert for a possible crossing route. we got to get back to those fundamentals. Yeah, so, you know, it's it's not a surprise that it's the younger or new guys. that, And I'm not saying that they should be making that mistake right now, but, it, you know, we that you're not seeing that with Braden McGregor and with Jalen Harrell, who've been here a while, and they, they made those big plays. The guys that you are are going to be tested in that way in this game. Ohio State sees, you know, Derek Moore and Josiah Stewart, number eight and number five. Those are the guys they try to do that to right now. So those guys are unbelievable pass rushers. The test for them in this game is, like you said, when they're dropping, are they are they dropping in the windows, right? Kind of like, you know, the, the best play, the, be, the play of the season. And you pointed it out. I didn't see it live. It was been big number seventy-eight, dropped back, and looked and looked, and looked the slider and looked the receiver up, and made the play and got the pick. Oh man, that was a hell of a play. That dude, he's three hundred and thirty-five pounds. How could he do that? And the defensive man can't do that, Sam. Defensive Think about that. It baffles me. And again, I'm watching this game. Some of the things that I saw is like. We've forgotten the details of the game. And Ohio State runs some of the same offensive plays and formations that Maryland does. They run empty. They motion and, and, and shift quite a bit trying to keep you off balance for what you have to do. And they're going to find different ways to get number 18 isolated one-on-one outside on the corner or put them in a slot and work on a linebacker or a nickelback. They're going to try different ways to get them open. The tight end number 88 for them is an excellent receiver. Okay, the running back 32, he's back healthy. We got to find a way. We're going to blow the box stop with the run, Sam. If we don't, he'll rush for 100 yards on us. We got to find ways to take certain things away. 
but not give up champ yardage play. We do that, we'll we win the ball game. All right, let's get back to the questions uh, for Vance Bedford. All right, so here it, here's one from Dennis Chang. Vance, how would you scheme against the combination of Marvin Harrison Jr., Stover, and Nick Buka? It feels like our pass defense will really depend on pressuring McCord based on our secondary play. <laughs> We're going to have to get pressure. Don't get me wrong, but they do enough things defensively, coverage-wise, that can confuse the quarterback. For example, we run quarter-quarter half. You can roll to the field or you can roll to, roll to the boundary. We run, uh, I call it six, I don't call it uh, six blue. It's quarter-quarter half, and other side's playing man-to-man, which showed up in the last ball game. They were an empty. One side was a half field with two men. The other side was zero coverage. So they have a variety of different coverages that are showing up that can take things away. Also, I hadn't seen this in a while. We run a combination of coverage. In other words, we're playing man-to-man, but we're doubling guys. We do that on the third down and medium. So we have different things and different disguises that can take certain guys away. As long as you do that, we'll be okay. Because, again, the quarterback does not hold the ball very long. Last year, C.J. Stroud looking for big plays. This guy doesn't. He throws a check down. He chipped over the hitch. The ball gets out of his hands really fast. I can promise you, Ryan Day going to his ball game to get rid of the football. We do not want to be in third and long, get rid of the football. So don't be surprised you're getting checked down and hitch routes thrown out, out, out wide so they can stand second down and five, second down and six. And on third down and long, he's going to say, you know what, we'll we throw a screen. We don't get it, we'll pump the football, play good defense. I mean, so I think their game plan is going to be different this year because C.J. Stroud's not there. They were trying to win the Heisman last year. This year, I'm going to try to win a ball game. It's going to be a whole different offense we All right. Let's go back to the – I mean, I think this was an easy one. It's Sam Vance, who has the better secondary, Penn State or Ohio State? I got Penn my State opinion got some on dogs, it. Man. Yeah, Penn man. State got some dogs, man. Yeah, man. That's why they play so much zero coverage. Mm-hmm. They got some really, – OSU pretty decent, but, man, Penn State, they, they can lock and load, man. There's a different mindset. Yeah, man. Kalen King, Johnny Dixon. I mean, uh, their their pressure and their coverage matches so well. That's the best deep. That's outside of Michigan. Yeah. Uh, those are the top two defenses right there. Penn State, they've got probably four first, second, third round picks on their defense. They got some dudes. They got mm-hmm. some dudes. All right. Let's get back to the questions. All right. This is a good question from Steve Horn. Who asked, Steve, you ask great questions, man. You pay attention. Steve says, Vance, it appears we hand, handle tempo better now three years into this defense. Mentor better at it than McDonald. Well, Mentor was actually coaching in college. McDonald came straight from, from the league. I totally agree. Mentor does it. They've done a better job versus up-tempo. Don't be surprised to see some up-tempo. Trying to simplify what we do defensively. So you're going to see some – you're going to see empty. You're going to see up-tempo. You're going to see formation to the boundary. In other words, two fast receivers to the boundary and one fast receiver to the field. So we all those things that we saw versus Maryland, because Maryland gave us some up-tempo, you're going to see the same thing versus Ohio State. They're going to try to make us simplify defensive calls by going fast. Folks. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was an adjustment. Can you just explain why it's tough for a for a pro guy to make that adjustment? The NFL is totally different. No one in the NFL goes fast. I mean, if my guys are better than your guys, let me see kind of overload and guess right. When well, college, you got a kid 18 to 20, 21 years old. They're not kids, young men. They had school. They had a flunk the test. The girlfriend done quit them. Those Grown men in the NFL. Here in college, if you go fast, you can keep people off balance. And coaches panic about that. In the NFL, well, offensive linemen, they're all 345 pounds. You're not going fast for them big guys because that means you can't get them a free agency. So it's a whole different philosophy as far as that goes. But college, got offensive coordinators trying to get a head job. That's what I call those guys. They head coach, head coach ch- uh, chasers. They're trying to go as fast as they can so they can get them a head job and put people in the stands. All it does is get a lot of guys fired, including themselves. <laughs> All right. Straight no chase advance. Love that. I, I hate uh, that. No scope. <laughs> all right. So, so gentle comedian, he came in and said, Vance, he heard the first five minutes of what you had to say, and he thinking he's scared. He thinks Ohio, Ohio State going to win this game. 
And so this this follows up another a question from General Comedian. Said, Vance, is our secondary as bad as the Maryland game show? I don't see how we stand a chance with that. Are, are well, you a Buckeye, General Comedian? Are you a Buckeye? Come hey, on, man. You know what? We gave up some plays here and there, but again, Maryland had a good scheme. They did some good things. I mean, not counting the Maryland game, if you go to the previous four games, I praised what our secondary was doing. Give them a lot of praise. So I think for this game, they're going to be on point. They're going to be ready to play. I'm not concerned about their performance. I, I, my expectation is high. It's like Lloyd Carr used to tell us. The expectation is for the, for the position. For if you're a cornerback, I'm thinking about Ty Law. I'm thinking about Charles Woodson. I'm thinking about all those guys who have come after them. They play great in the Ohio State game. My expectation is for all those guys in the secondary to play just like all those guys did. So I, I have high hopes for what we're going to accomplish in this ballgame. I think we're going, to, we're going to have this quarterback rattle. He's going to throw us at least two interceptions. He throws the ball extremely quick. He don't hold the ball long. He knows that we're coming to get him. So he knows that. So guess what? He's throwing check down. He's throwing hitches. And all that does is benefit us. So, no, we'll be okay in the secondary. I think the secondary coach is going to get those guys cleaned up and ready to play in this ball game. All right. Go back to the if not, if not, I hope you follow me on Twitter because I'm going to be on my phone on Twitter <laughs> raising all kind of cane on that, just like I did the last game. You're going to see it. So if you follow me on Twitter, I'll be there. Saturday. Uh, I'll be a seat. Yes, sir. All right. Vance Newber wants to know, what would be Vance's biggest points of emphasis for the defense over the next couple of days? Formation recognition. Ohio State, they shift. If you have, let's say if you have three plays, you're going to see kind of, some kind of motion shift in two or three plays, six, seven percent of the time. They cut splits. I want to be aware. If you got a cut split, what routes are they running? What one plays are they running? I want to know that. So it's about formation recognition, what kind of plays come out of their formation. Against Maryland, we didn't recognize formation, and they kept going up and down the football field. So we're going to get the same thing. So I'll give you an example. They have number 18 got a cut split, and the tight end's to the side. That tight end motions across, and you know what they do? They run a counter back to him based on where the back is. Because he's deep. So, again, it's some things that going to say, here I am, come stop me. If the guys are not communicating and talking, we could have a problem. Because, number one, we've got to stop the running game. We can't stop the running game. They don't have to throw the football. Last year, I wasn't worried about the running game. I was concerned about the passing game. This year, concerned about the running game. Mm-hmm. Nala, who asked great questions. So, the question for Vance. Uh, Mentor stopped applying pressure versus merit. seemed like he stopped – uh, applying pressure versus Maryland. Any reason why he was doing that? And did you did you sense him stopping applying the pressure? It was second and five a lot. They had some up tempo, which I think made him simplify. And we struggled a little bit defensively, so I think he simplified things to get our guys lined up. But we stayed in second and five. I was surprised that we didn't see uh, the Sam pressure or the Lightning pressure on first first down. And all of a sudden, it's second down and five, second down and six. And he kind of went kind of vanilla because, again, they had some up-tempo stuff, and everything was to the sticks. Everything was five-yard routes. It was hitches. It was slants. It was guys spotting up. So the ball was out quick, so, like, the pressure's not getting there. When we got him to third down along, you saw you saw every pressure we've been running all year, they all got home. But on first down, we were losing first down quite often. It was second down and five and six quite often in that ball game, which makes you kind of go vanilla sometimes. All right, let's go right back to the questions. Here's one about Ohio State. Remember, folks, we're going to have the Ohio State, the special Ohio State breakdown coming up, breakdowns coming up on Friday. Tyler Ray Hamlin wants to know, how worried should we be about Trevion Henderson emerging, the Ohio State running back? Seems like a great compliment to Marvin Harrison Jr. if he's firing off? I'm, I am concerned because I'm going to go back to last year. They did not run the football because Ryan Day didn't want to run. Now, I looked at Notre Dame game, they were running the football. They're trying to be more – he's trying to be more physical. I'll call him a finesse coach last year. 
I mean, I, I did that several times, man. I, I got blown up. He not, yeah, he finesse. He's soft as butter. Okay, he's been sitting out for five days. But right now, he's trying to run the football more, and that running back is a home run hitter now. If he hits the crease, he can take it 75 yards. So I'm concerned about that. It's going to be very important that we recognize running pass and get knocked out. But at the same time, better take away the two receivers that they have. All right. Uh, moving on. You know, talking about the quarterback, this is an interest. Is, is McCord consistent enough to run a ball control, pick quick passing game? Uh, what do you think of the Ohio State quarterback? In his first four games of the year, I'm like, they're in trouble. But if you watch him as the season progressed, he got better and better and better. He's had a couple of 300 yards passing game. The ball's out quick because most teams play in zone. He struggled versus Penn State because Penn State walked up and pressed their guys, and they blitzed him. So he got rattled early. He got hit early. He got rattled early. I mean, but as soon as he had some time, he'll throw a check down quick. Last year, C.J. Stroud was throwing a check down. He's looking downtown. This quarterback right now, he's patient. He's not going to take many sacks. He's going to throw a check down. Throw on the football field, there's a hitch route. In other words, if somebody running a five-yard route, if he don't see what he wants, he feels pressure, the ball goes out right now. So, yeah, he can manage the game. I, I like what he's doing, and that does concern me. All right. You said something interesting, Vance, in the – I can't remember if it was at the start of this video or if it was in the film study. But you said last year was a more talented Ohio State squad, but you think this is a better team. Yes. Why is that? They had more talent. C.J. Stroud, look what he's doing in the NFL right now. They were trying to win the Heisman Trophy last year for C.J. Stroud. They had more talent. They should have beaten Georgia. Think about how close they came to beating Georgia, what they did. They were built to make a championship run, championship run. This is a better team because now it's not about Heisman Trophy. It's about winning. So now they're running the ball better. They're not trying to go deep every play, which is what they did a year ago. They're throwing a hitch. They're throwing certain concepts to keep the sticks moving. They're trying to keep their defense fresh and off the football field. His play calling is a lot better this year than last season. He's not trying to throw a bomb every snap. He's like, let's throw a check down. Let's throw a hitch out here. Let's get five yards. They missed a tackle, five yards, 115 yards. We could run the ball. With Henderson back there, he can pop one for six to five, seven yards at a blink of an eye. So he's more patient as a play calling, play caller, which makes him more difficult to defend. It makes his team a lot better. All right. Uh, keep the questions rolling in. As we move on down, it says another one. Uh, Tyler W. says, the only teams I've seen beat this defense have established a run game uh, at four or five yards a carry. That's that's it. Yeah, that's actually been been limited. But do you think that's the that's been the key to success against this Michigan defense? It's either that or throwing it for five-yard hitch routes. Mm. That's what Maryland did. Maryland threw the ball for five-yard hitches, ran the football. Penn State, I think they first 10 first downs, ball run. And they were able to knock us off the ball a little bit. But Penn State is a running team first because the quarterback wasn't a very good passer. So they were physical up front. Ohio State has a huge offensive line. These guys are big. But they're not necessarily guys that can just knock you off the ball. They kind of hold you and lay on you. They more they do things lateral because they're so big. I don't think they can do that to us. I don't think that they could run the ball on us and have success. Mm-hmm. The running back might find a crease, but overall, I think we took good up front. I really do. We do enough things, enough movement that should give us uh, success in stopping the run in this ball game. All right, Adam Shepherdson. Shepherdson says, Vance, how do you feel about our run fits? In more nickel packages, Ohio State mainly 11 personnel, so we might only have six in the box for the majority of the game. Well, as long as we move our front, we'll be fine. Against Maryland, we quit moving the front, and they had some success running the football. I mean, they were able to double-team guys like a like duo and climb to the next guy. We're better off when we are moving. We angling this way, slanting this way, bringing a guy here. It keeps the offensive line off balance. What Maryland has success with, they got us in second and five, and we weren't stunning the front or bringing a nickel back. They were able to now to double us, knock us off the ball, and move and run the ball. So we have to move up front. If we do that, we'll be just fine. 
You know, this uh, takes another interesting question. People paying attention said, Vance, how do we stop Ohio State running the ball outside with Henderson and Dallin Hayden? You remember in the Minnesota game, they were running uh, that stretch, uh, that split stretch. It was giving them problems in the first in the first quarter, right? Is that in the arsenal for Ohio State? I, I think it could be because they do have some outside run. But again, and we're going to talk about it more in detail. If you watch the alignment of the back, he tells you a lot. We've been talking about that going back to about the second game of the year. Is he deep? Is he even? How tight is he to the quarterback? All those are the details of the game that hopefully our linebackers and secondary could alert the D-line to what's going on. That's how you take away certain plays. If you don't do that, it's like going to a place and you're playing blind. You have no idea. They have great indicators on what type of plays you could possibly get. And if you do those type of things, you can take things away. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a defensive end, we play that defensive end wide. I'm not worried about the ball getting outside of us. You're going to have a hard time doing that because we play – we don't play a five technique. We play a loose five technique. In other words, we don't air. So getting outside, that's not going to be an issue, I don't think. Mm-hmm. All right. Winding down on the questions here uh, so we can get it moving. Um, let's move on down. All right. Haji1954. Coach, would you recommend that Michigan emulate Penn State's defensive approach against Ohio State uh, in this game? No. No, you do what you do. I'm going to go back to last year. Ohio State tried to do it. Uh, Illinois. Uh, Illinois did. Yeah, Illinois did. And got, and got their brains beat out. You do what <laughs> brought you to the dance. Okay? It's just okay. If I go to the prom, I got my date. When I leave, I'm leaving with the girl I brought. I'm not going to the prom and trying to hit on somebody else's date because I'll leave home by myself. <laughs> so I'm not doing that. Whatever got you this far, you continue to do that. You don't change the midstream. That, that gets coaches beat right there. Because that means you don't trust your system. So last year, Ohio State didn't trust their system. Why are you zero blitzing uh, Michigan last year? It made no sense. That's not, that's not who you are. Do what you do well. And that's what's going to get you to the next level every single time. Mm-hmm. I remember asking you that question, and you're like, no, nah, that don't really make no sense. That's a fan question, Sam. That don't make no sense for a coach to do that, go in there doing something completely different than what they've done all season. And that's exactly what they did. And, 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 and guess what happened to them? <laughs> they, they got a beat down, didn't they? You got yeah, a beat they down. Did. You don't do something. You see somebody that's having success doing something, you see, do we have anything in our system that we can use one or two of those things? But at the end of the day, I'm going to run what I've been running the whole year. Why? That's what the kids know. They understand that. When you put in something totally new, something different, you're asking for trouble. Yeah, coaching malpractice is what that was. And the Ooh. Buckeyes, they were, all, they were talking all kind of trash. Oh, he said, he said Illinois' defense is better. Yeah, I said it. I said it over and over again, y'all. I mean, they, for what they do, Ohio State didn't have the personnel to do that. No, I think I was no. proven right. <laughs> I was you know, proven right on that. Because Penn State is a lot like Illinois was. You go, a man team. Mm-hmm. And that's what you, if you can get away with that, that's how you attack Michigan's offense. You lock up, play man to man. You say, can your guys get open? Now we can rush the passer back. We can load the box in the run game. All right. They got a, a few different questions about uh, how you think. Uh, some of the matchups will go. Uh, the punters wants to know, will our D-line get adequate pressure to keep McCord off balance in your opinion, Vance? We gonna, we can get pressure on anybody we play, anytime, anywhere. So, yes, we're going to get pressure on them. I'm just going to go back to this. The ball is out fast. I mean, he doesn't take a lot of sacks. He throws the ball. He'll throw a check down at the blink of an eye. He'll throw a hitch. Now, they're going to do some of the things Maryland did. We're going to see some empty. They get empty, the ball is coming out quick, or it could be a screen. So all those things we gotta get used to for getting off of blocks for screens and be able to match up coverages tightly to take away those throws about time for our design to get home. Because when you go to empty a three by one, what you're trying to say, you have to show us your hand. Are you blitzing? What coverage you in? And that's the Urban Meyer philosophy. He said, We're gonna be in three by one 90% of the time. Only time he went two by two was maybe third down or two minutes. Otherwise than that, he was in three by one because you had to show your coverage. And I think Ryan Date is doing some of that right now. Yeah. 
You know, it's going to be the the stiffest test of the season for this Michigan defense, no question. But, man, Vance, what what offense has Ohio State's defense faced that's on par with what Michigan can bring to the table? They haven't. They really haven't. I mean, you look at the quarterback of Penn State, if he could throw the football, they would be a better football team. You can't. Mm-hmm. Other people in the conference are the same way. So, you know, they had Notre Dame. That was a good physical ball game for them. They found a way. Take it back. Notre Dame found a way to lose that ball game. If you go back, Notre Dame should have won the game. You got 10 people on the field twice. And they gave up some plays. But otherwise, not that and played a, a real potent offense. But as we said on, on the film study, in the comment I made, said J.J. needs to throw the ball for 200 yards. He got to throw for two. They throw, if JJ throws for 200 yards, we should win the ball game. Because now what that's going to do is open up our run game. Mm-hmm. Because if he's not throwing the ball with success, they can load the box to stop our run game. Mm-hmm. And we've got to find ways to protect our tackles. At the last two ball games, and just be frank, our tackles, they can't block me. They can't block me right now, Sam. So you got to either put a tight end to that side to chip their way out, have a back chip their way out. Otherwise, not. J.J. is going to continue to struggle because he knows he doesn't have time. I know Al's going to probably cover that more in detail. That's just an observation that I've noticed for the last really last three ball games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to close it out with this and remind people that we're going to get deep dive in Ohio State on Friday, offense and defense, based on scouting multiple games over the course of the year. We're going to lay it all out for you. So, again, set your reminders. It'll be 11 a.m. with Al Borges doing the Michigan offense versus Ohio State defense after looking at the O-State defense for over the course of the season, all 22. And then Vance is going to do the same thing, look at the Michigan defense versus Ohio State offense, looking back at multiple games, especially the ones with Trevion Henderson back in the fold. So, again, folks, set your reminders, and I'll be 1230 on Friday for Vance. All right, so Vance, let's close with, with this question. Vance, would you put Mike Sainristel at Nickelmore against Ohio State, or would you play him more at corner? Like they play him. You kind of addressed this earlier, but specifically to answer TF's question. He's starting nickel back. He's going to be at nickel. Wallace going to be at corner. As the game progresses based on how the game is, is going, and we struggle on outside, then at that time I'll make an adjustment, just like we did versus Maryland. Then, Mike, you're going to go play corner right now, and young 18 will come to the game play nickel. I mean, so I'm going with the guys I've been starting throughout the year. I mean, that's just how, that's what I believe, man, because – I want the young. I want my guys to know. Hey, I trust you. I have confidence in you. Let's go win this football game. You back out there. Let's see what happens. Yeah. So uh, Bobby Hill said, "Vance is Vance picking Ohio? All this making me think you picking Ohio State? Who you Man, got I'm not picking Ohio. Hey, right now I think it's going to be a, a a close ball game. I'm saying right now it's going to be 28 to 24 Michigan. 28 okay. to 24 Michigan." I think they'll let Ryan Day back on the bus if it's 28-24. If he don't get killed, hey, he had the last hey, two years. I, I hear Texas A&M looking for a coach. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if they pay uh, if they pay Ryan Day that Jimbo Fisher money, I think he'd be on the next he, thing. You're not getting Jimbo Fisher money, but he gets $6 million. Oh, well, he's getting that now. He, 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 hey, now. he get away from that Ohio press because he lose that game. Now they're going to burn his house down in Columbus. Hey, that pressure down there, pressure, I like that in College Station. Them people down there, hey, them truck drivers, man, you want an 18-wheeler going right through his front door. What we talking about? And guess what? The fire department not going to show up when his house is on fire. <laughs> you know, you know I'm telling you the truth out of me. Hey, when they start drinking that Bones Farm and Thunderbird down there in Columbus, man, what we talking about? Hit me on, boy. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm just saying, man. It's less pressure down there in Texas a and So he, hey, he, he's going to win his ball game now. AD well, might say, hey, you're not, you're not kidding. Hey, get an Uber back to Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be tough sled for old boy, but at this point, can't feel sorry for him. Can't feel sorry for him. He's talking a whole lot. So, okay, no more excuses. This is the thing, Buckeyes, because you know. If the Buckeyes win this game, I give them credit. I, hey, listen, Michigan lose the games, I give credit to the opponent. All right? So I'll be the first to say, you know, old State, you got some things done. It wasn't because of no damn signs, but you got some things done. I give you credit. But if Ohio State lose, if, they, if the Buckeyes lose this game, you know 
You know how I'm coming. And y'all shouldn't be mad at me. Right? I'm just I'm just the one kind of pointing you in the direction of where your ire needs to be. Last year I told y'all about Jim Knowles. I told you about Ryan Day. See, now y'all back on the team. Y'all now y'all believe in everything they say again. Okay. But when I tell if Michigan wins this game, and when I tell y'all again, that's who y'all need to go look at. He got handed the keys to the kingdom. All he got to do is not mess it up. Just don't mess it up. They drove a Lamborghini up to They handed you the keys and said, all you got to do is park it in the parking lot. That's all you got to do. It's simple. And he tried to reinvent the wheel. So Yeah, but hey, Sam, it was an electric Lamborghini. He tried to put gas in it. <laughs> okay. If it don't work out, I'm just telling y'all, I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> My wife already tried to put a muzzle on me. I said, honey, you hear how how all out of pocket they are at this point? I said, honey, they, they said Jim Harbaugh gonna fire you. I had to text Jim Harbaugh. I said, Jim, please don't fire my wife. <laughs> he started laughing, like, man, what are they talking about? <laughs> Oh, they wrote an article. They wrote an article saying my wife worked for Jim Harbaugh. I was like, man, these people are, they, they, they out there. They not too bright. So you know, you could, you could just make stuff up, and all the Buckeyes would believe it because they not too bright at all. I say, I'm just telling the truth. But for the number of Buckeyes that believe that garbage, I'm like, man, yeah, they, they, they stealing money. They stealing your money because they're saying we know we can write some absolute garbage, and the people so dumb they believe it. That's what they telling you. I'm not saying that. I'm telling you, they're writing stuff like the Buckeye audience is dumb. And you kind of proving their point. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. So just be ready. See, I'm going to take it easy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help y'all out. If y'all lose this game, I'm going to point you in the direction. Now I'm going to tell you the truth about why. Okay? So I'm looking forward to this. Remember, folks, Friday, live at 1230 with Vance. I wish it was 5, but it's, it's too late on a Friday to be doing it at five, right? So live at 1230 with Vance on Friday, the Michigan defense against the Ohio State offense. Full breakdown as he's going back to watch several Ohio State games, all 22. Al Borges is going to go live at 11 a.m. on Friday doing the Michigan offense versus Ohio State defense. And I think Al, frankly, has watched all the Ohio State games. He watched them all during the season, but now he's watching them all, all 22. It's just the dude. (laughs) That's why he has no hair. I still have, I still have my hair. He doesn't. His head just fell out watching all that video. He retired. Hey, he a football junkie, man. Football junkie. So uh, football we, we we're still doing dropping dives tomorrow. We're gonna do the recruiting insider tomorrow as well. So be sure to tune tune in for those. And don't forget, folks, that seventy five percent off Black Friday sale over on the Michigan Insider. Don't miss out. This is the best deal of the year. It will not get any better. It gets you access to the entire 24-7 sports network. So, see, here's the thing, Buckeyes. You don't even have to subscribe to me. I shouldn't even tell you this. But y'all don't have to do an extra subscription to me. If you just subscribe to Bucknuts, you can read my stuff. Did did y'all know that? So when you subscribe to my site, you helping me out. You know that, right? (laughs) Hey, 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 hey. And also donate with the screen at the bottom so I can get my carry gold uh, butter. Right. Hey, yeah. So tell them about it before we go. Tell them about the butter because, Vance, you know, we on the film studies, we have people helping to fund the film study. So we put that link on there so people can help fund the film study on the PayPal page. Uh, we talked about we need to get Tiki some food. We want to take Maggie on vacation. We got to get the brisket hooked up. Then I found out Vance is a baker. So Vance can actually bake. He's not just mean on the grill. He's been in, on the oven as well, and he told me about some special butter that you get. Is that right, man? It's, it's, it's Kerrygold butter. It's Irish butter. If you look at it, it's, it's, it's rich looking, very yellow compared to other butter, and it gives it a better flavor. I'll give you this treat. My mom's uh, cream cheese pound cake. So it takes six eggs. That's what makes it rise. Three sticks of butter, three cups of sugar, three cups of cake flour. And you put a teaspoon of vanilla, almond, and lemon extract in it for our 15 minutes. Man, that cake come out, you'd be crying. It's so good. It's real simple. So I just made it easy for you. I just gave him a recipe they don't even know about. <laughs> hey, I still charge you for that. That's a secret. 
I just let a world secret come out. I think, hey, you know, hey. I think, I, I think, well, hold on. Hey, hey, Joe, that's Joe Biden calling me about my cake recipe. I can't talk to you right now, Joe. <laughs> all right, folks, listen, we love y'all. We appreciate all the support that you've shown all of what we do. The, the film studies, the breakdowns wouldn't be possible with all of the numbers. The viewership keeps going up. And that's because you're spreading the word. So keep spreading the word. Tell the people about what we're doing. We hope we educate you on a weekly basis about, you know, not just the surface level stuff that you see and the base of the stuff that you see all over the place. We give you real live coaches, real live players that actually watch the games, right? They don't just, you know, look at highlights and think they know what's going on. Actually watch the games and then break it down for you like we're going to do again in the preview for this on Friday. Uh, with Al and Vance, 11 a.m. and 12.30 tomorrow, dropping dimes at 4. We're going to do the recruiting insider before that, talking about visitors for the game. We're going to get an update on Bryce Underwood. So all that's coming tomorrow. And don't forget, get your 75% off the Michigan Insider while you can. That deal won't last long, so take advantage. Folks, have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you guys coming up on Friday. Thanks for watching another edition of the Michigan Football Breakdown, focused on the defense with Vance Bedford. Go Blue. Greetings, Fantasy Warriors. I'm Heath Cummings, your guide to fantasy dominance on FFT Dynasty. Join me this offseason where mock drafts become epic showdowns and every pick shapes your legacy. If, if I was Adam, with the team that he's built, Will Levis makes so much more sense. And that's not all. We're peeling back the curtain on the future with our exclusive 2024 NFL Draft Prospect Profiles. Uncover hidden gems that'll elevate your roster to legendary status. Puka Nakua. After Cooper Cup, we really have no idea who's going to get the targets. Keaton Mitchell of East Carolina. Explosive speed is ridiculous. This isn't just a podcast. It's a playbook for champions. Subscribe to FFT Dynasty now, and together, we'll conquer the fantasy football frontier. Your dynasty journey starts here.